And I'm Mon Glash, and that's Bag Panel, and this is Encounter with God. Welcome back to Breakfast Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Blake. Yes. I was just... Do you know what? I just shot myself in the foot. I'm so annoyed with myself right now. No, you were just crocheting. You didn't shoot anything. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of this thing called figure of speech, Blake? Is, it, is that something that I have in America? No, we do not do those. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just kicking myself. Do you see me kick myself? Uh, no, because there's a table, but I trust you. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have sold you a. I should have sold you a. Sold you. I sold. Yeah, sold you a sandwich. <laughs> so, am I saying sold? I would have bought it. You were telling me about that yeah. with Lawson, I'm just, right? I'm totally kicking myself. I just shared my strawberries and my cereal with you for free. Because I've got. Do you know that I've got a sandwich racket happening here at Faith FM? It's like the, I didn't know it's it. the gritty underworld of Faith FM. <laughs> it's Mon's sandwich racket. The sandwichery. <laughs> Sandwichery, oh no. Yeah, so last week I was having this banger sandwich for breakfast and Lawson's like just eyeing it off the whole show. And then he goes, Mon, I'll give you three bucks if you make me a sandwich just like that. And I was like, that is a done deal. And the next day he had two mates. And the next day he had three mates. Because <laughs> all the little Arise students come here for their for their morning That's true. morning Bible lessons, right? And they, yeah, so I've been You're selling sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah, someone Sammies. Made, someone made an announcement on the, uh, on the Arise Facebook chat. And I've just had little kids coming in and buying $3 sandwiches off me. I'm just, I hope it's a pretty good hustle. It's a pretty good hustle. <laughs> and now I'm like, why don't I give him my strawberries? Faith FM Live. Come get your sandwich right now. <laughs> it's like a vegan sandwich, man. It's like gourmet stuff. Got like vegan cheddar. Well, I'm and like hungry right meat. now. Why didn't you do that? I would have bought it. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't thinking. I was just like, oh. Maybe because you're helping us out. So I was like, he can have my straws. I do. I did appreciate those. Yeah, they're pretty good straws. They were really good. Yeah. Except for when you said um, you can go get some cereal. I go to the cereal place (laughs) and it takes me four boxes (laughs) to fill up one bowl. Yeah. Because there's only like little crumbs left in all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that that some sort of trick that you wanted to pull on me? No, that's how how single uh, men who uh, come to this office operate. They put empty stuff back on the shelf. Oh, no, it wasn't totally empty. It was uh, just enough to say, well, I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else is gonna finish. That I didn't is do like that. one of my pet peeves. Yeah. I cannot stand a little bit left in the bottom. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's. I finished them. Don't worry. Thank you. I just Thank crushed you. it. Four boxes. I, the little crumbs. I would have gone. given you a sandwich for free just for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time to jump into I can with God and Blake. I hate to tell you, mate. I hate to tell you, but the quiz got answered. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't figure it yeah. out. Do you want me to give you like, I'll give you the okay, last. Okay, give me a couple clues. I'll give you yeah. the clues, or the rest okay. of the clues. So what am I? James says that the tongue is like this. John the Baptist preached that. Fire? Ev- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The answer was indeed. How fi- in the world? And Abraham carried fire. That's He didn't carry fire. Nah. Maybe a torch with fire Some, on yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I was like, why would you carry fire? You'd just die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stuart from Sawtell in New South Wales answered the quiz correctly and has won that book um, by Watchman Nee. So congratulations and good work, Stuart from Sawtell. You've done a good one today. Good on you, Stuart. Yeah, go Stewie. That was um, my Aussie one there for you, you guys. Just, your, accents, your Aussie accents are really not bad because I often find that Americans, when they try and do Aussie accent, you just sound British. Most Australians, <laughs> this happens all the time. I'll be like, oh, yeah, how you going, mate? And then most of them are like, we didn't sound like that at all, mate. <laughs> I'm like, well, you do. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. But I'm glad that you're you're kind of yeah. like saying, well, no, it's okay. It yeah, counts. it's not bad. Maybe because yeah. I'm not like pure Aussie. Oh. So yeah, 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 yeah. What, what do you mean? You're not a... I thought you were Australian. You sound Aussie. Thanks. <laughs> Took me a long time there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not, you're not Aussie? I infiltrated. No, I'm German. Well, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I have dual citizenship, but my... I didn't... I also have dual citizenship. Actually... They don't call it that in America. It's parallel citizenship. Oh, I like that. Parallel Well, it's not really as cool as you think. It's just because America doesn't recognize the citizenship of any other country. (laughs) So that you (laughs) always have to file taxes in America. Are you serious? Yeah, it's really not as cool as you think, mate. (laughs) Wait, you have to pay tax on the money you make here or only if you make money over there? No, you got to pay taxes everywhere. That's disgraceful. You should relinquish that passport. (laughs) They won't. You actually can't. Really? You can't unbecome American. Really? Yeah. Because of, because of the taxes. That's beginning to sound like a disease or a virus now. <laughs> well, I love America, so just hold on now. <laughs> but I also love Australia. Yeah. Um, but I, I would just say the, the, the rule is you have to file 
Mm-hmm. But as long as the country that you're living in has an equal or higher tax rate, you don't have to pay. Do we? Yeah. Australia okay. is much higher. Oh, like okay. Significantly higher. Okay, cool. Because it's more socialist, like free healthcare and, and, and college and things like that. Yeah, but, we're but, but I like that. I'm, I'm, I, I love this country and I'm cool with that, so I'm not going to... Like I've been. Well, it sounds like you might so. have like Goth Whitlam as well. But hey, uh, <laughs> I don't um, know who that is. But he he was a, a former prime minister of Australia who basically got fired because uh, they were all concerned that he was turning our country into one big communist country. Oh no no, yeah. not a communist. <laughs> so sorry. No. Oh P.S. I have like a pet fascination with communism. I'm not a communist. I'm just fascinated with communism. So sometimes Lyle tries to stoke me about it. But- <laughs> Good. I'm going to encourage anyway. Lyle to keep doing that. <laughs> anyway, it's time to jump into our encounter with God. Um, yes. We have started a new uh, pamphlet, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. We call it the 20 million movement here on Air Blake. Um, so those of you who are listening who might not know what we're talking about, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church releases a study guide, just a small study guide, uh, four times a year. So every three months a new one comes out. And it's really exciting. It has a new theme, a new topic um, every quarter. And, uh, and each page is basically one day of the week. And then these, these are worldwide because the Adventist Church is worldwide. And so these get published worldwide. And uh, the members uh, can all get, get a copy of it from like the local church or the local bookshop. Or they can get it for free online. And I'm, if I'm it. not mistaken, I think this one was written by an Aussie. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think. And like, I don't go on record, so don't put me on okay. a recording or on the radio or anything. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I believe it was Nathan Brown who actually did oh, this. Oh, okay. Yeah, wonderful. So he actually wrote this. And I, it's called... This third quarter is called The Least of These. Oh, what a great name for a yeah. theme. Um, so we are on well, we're on Monday, uh-huh. 1st of July, but I think it, it would be good to look at Saturday and Sunday as well. Oh, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Radio yeah, on yeah, those yeah, days. yeah. But Absolutely. It's all about uh, God's creation. Oh, how amazing. Yeah. Loving uh, it. A glimpse at the creation and then what the world looked like complete. So I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. But I'm just going to do it anyway, and then I can get reprimanded no later. But, but I, I just want to read yeah. Psalms 148. Go nuts! It that is sounds just, amazing. It's one of the uh, just a beautiful psalm that I think really encapsulates um, creation and what this looks like. And so, if you have your Bibles with me, uh, whip those out, and you can follow along. If you're driving, do not do that. Yeah, we'll okay. Do it just for you. just listen, and we'll okay. read. Okay. Uh-huh. So Psalms 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures in all the depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven. And he has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. Amen. It really gives you a picture of how much God is worthy of praise. It it really does. I'm, I'm falling in love with the Psalms again. You know, you, you go through different seasons in life. And when I go to the Psalms, especially that Psalm, um, it just reminds you, for me at least, how we're only a, a little note. Important. We're all important. We're a little note in the grand symphony of existence. And everyone plays their part. Everyone has a little note. And, and, and God is the, the conductor of it all and, and has all the notes playing at all the right times. And it just brings this beautiful harmony and this beautiful music uh, coming together. And I love it. It is amazing. We're going to take a quick uh, six-second break um, very shortly. We'll be right back um, straight away after that. And, uh, Blake, I was wondering if you could just maybe share with us your favorite psalm. 
um, and tell Ooh. us why it means a lot to you. Because I have a theory about the sun, which I'll tell you about in just a second. I know it's a bit of a detour, but I'm keen to hear this while we're on air. So we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so my theory is that the Psalms, like like you said, the different seasons of life and they keep coming back, right? Yeah. Like I have had the same experience, but every time I read a Psalm in a different, like a different age bracket, the same Psalm means something completely different. Hmm. Do you have one that you want to share? Yeah, I, I, mean, I love I love a lot of the Psalms, but the one I go back to often is Psalms fifty one. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a heartbreaker, you know, to create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Uh the problem it's not a problem, but the reason I go to it is because I constantly need God to recreate me into his image. And Psalms fifty one is this beautiful um, confession by King David after making some terrible choices. And it's so interesting, the Bible says that David is a man after God's own heart, but he was an adulterous, murderer, you know, power hungry. Like he, did, he did a whole bunch of terrible things throughout his life. But God loved him because he kept coming back and asking to be forgiven. And he kept coming back to the Lord. And I think really one of the big differences between someone who is righteous and someone who is unrighteous, really the only difference, both fall, but the difference is a righteous person gets up again. And I think that's what David did. And he exemplified that and and really speaks to my heart about David. He's one of my favorite characters of the Bible. Um, that though we live in a marred, sinful world, and, and this t- ties in with our, our Sabbath school lesson, even though the world is, has its problems and its issues, it's still beautiful in the state that it is in. And even though there's some brokenness, even though there's some, some, some terrible attributes of, of, of life that are very painful and heartbreaking, through all of that, God is still able to work wonders and to um, bring out the beauty in our lives. And, and I think a lot of that is when we humble ourselves and recognize our need for God in our lives. Um, and I know for me that Psalm, Psalm 51, is so powerful because I read it often, maybe, maybe too often, you know, but I, I read it often because of how how much I know I, I need forgiveness and renewal and that recreation into his image. Because we were originally created in God's image. Mm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. You yeah. did. That's, uh, that's, that's one of my favorite questions to ask, I guess, is what, what their favorite psalm is and why. Because I have a theory that it, it reveals a bit about who they are. Because the, the psalms are just so beautiful. Mm. And it's like the poeticness of God and just how people respond to that. Reveals a lot about their own character. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Well, well now I'm going to ask this question. What does that reveal uh. about my character? <laughs> now I'm nervous. Nah. <laughs> I, th- <clears throat> I think it tells a lot about a person's journey and how they came to God and, and a bit of their backstory. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to make any assumptions about <laughs> you live on air, but our <laughs> listeners certainly can. Okay. Oh, great. Um, yeah, no, well, I, I think there's probably some... Some truth to what you say there, you know. My to try it. ask that, people what their favorite psalm is and why. Yeah, and and how that relates to their their journey definitely mm-hmm. has been that Psalms fifty one definitely relates to my journey, um, yeah. and and my continued journey. But I find what I find interesting is that um, even though the image of God, I I did everything in my power growing up to erase that image. Um, God and His patience. His love and His mercy towards me, and through the forgiveness of my sins, um, has painstakingly tried to renew that image. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans twelve two talks about how we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and I believe that um, in the Sabbath school lesson is here teaching in, in Genesis chapter one, we see the world created in the first six days. Um, literal twenty-four hour days, and 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 people say, how is that possible? How 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 can that even happen? How how do we know? Well, I don't know how it's possible, but the Word of God declares it to be so, and because of that, I have the faith to say, if God says it, 
I will believe it. I, I, I can't understand. I can't explain it. I don't know how to uh, even comprehend it. But if the word of God says it, I believe it. And in Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 31, God literally explains the, the whole concept of his desire to create humans in his image when he says in verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then, God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And... And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you. It shall be for food. This sounds like one of the sandwiches that you were just making. (laughs) Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. So, the evening and the morning were the sixth day. It's kind of mind-blowing to think we're made in the image of God. Like, what does that even really mean? Does that mean we look like God looks? I think it means exactly what it says it means. We are created in the image of God. And I think in the character, I think in the look, I think in the... Well, well if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, right? Yeah. Jesus was a man like us. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come in an ele- in the life of an elephant. <laughs> no. You know, he didn't come in the life of a cheetah. He came in the life of a, of a human being. His favorite name that he calls himself the most more than anything is son of man. And so not only in the physical image, but I think also in the character image that that God created us to love one another because God is love. So he creates us very relationally. And what happens in the world, sadly, and in our lives, we fall away from that image and we become more and more uh, self-focused. And in that self-focus is where we lose the image of God. It's when we are actually being the hands and the feet of Jesus, helping people, feeding those who are hungry, clothing those who need clothing, uh, helping those who are in prisons. When we are actually doing the work of love, we are representing that image of God. But when we're living a life that's all about uh, self-fulfillment, we're not fulfilling um, that, that role of love that we're called to, and we, we're not living a life in the image of God. So although we're created in the image of God, we don't always stay in the image of God. Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. and, 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 every, and that's a choice. In fact, I'd say that's a daily choice. Every morning... When I wake up, I've been very convicted lately, very, very convicted lately as I've been studying the Word of God, my great need to pray for the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And if I want the image of God to be uh, reflected out into the world, I need the Spirit of God within me so that my actions are no longer my own, but the Spirit of the living God working through me, using me as a vessel so that I am loving the way that God loves. And and I have to be honest, I struggle to love other people on a personal level. Like I I because I, I love me, right? So that's like the the sinful natural man coming out. But God is calling us to not be natural, but to be spiritual. To not be carnal or flesh, but to be spiritual and filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God so that all of our actions, our thoughts our, our words represent the love of who God is. It reminds me of something that Lawson's been saying a lot lately on air, and it's um, this analogy about how, you know, he heard some speakers say that, um, you know, he said, don't look to me, look to Jesus. But you need to look at people to see Jesus, you know, first of all. Like, no person you meet on the street who doesn't know Jesus is going to look straight to Jesus. He's going to look at you first. Yeah. So if you're creating his image, you need to continue being his image and daily asking for God's help to continue being God's image so you can be an image for other people to see God, to see Jesus in you. I think uh, the point you make about being Jesus' hands and feet is uh, incredibly important. 
mm. in terms of how how we stay being the in the image of God. Absolutely. We're going to have a quick break. Uh, this is Mark Miller with My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. And we'll be back with our last section of our encounter with God. And fo- follow that, we're going to have our question of the day. If you have a question about this study, the time would be now to give us a call to ask us. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever living one, his wounds for me shall bleed. I need no other argument, I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died. Fear and doubt A sinful soul I come to Him He'll never cast me Welcome back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning on Faith FM with Mon and Blake. And we are in the midst of our Bible study, uh, led here by our guest host, Blake, this morning, Pastor Penlin. <laughs> and uh, I'm really enjoying it, learning about the image of God. Yes, yes. We um, were talking about the hands and feet of Jesus, talking about the image of God uh, in us. And something is important to remember that uh, in the in the very beginning, God created the world uh, in six days, and and the 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 pinnacle of that creation is humanity. Um, it's it's the crown jewel of all of creation, and then right after, um, He gives us the Sabbath rest, which is beautiful that we can have with the Lord. But then a little bit after that, we have the temptation and the fall of man. Um, in the Garden of Eden, and everything from that point all the way to the end of the Bible is this journey to get back to what was once given in the very beginning. So it's also, it's really important to look at what's going on with Adam, what's going on with Eve before the fall. Um, One thing that's just absolutely beautiful is this concept or this idea that God spent time with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, one-on-one time, uh, and and was abiding with them. After the fall, there was um, a separation 
that happened because of sin. And Jesus has been reestablishing that connection because when it is all said and done at the very, very end of time, Jesus comes back and there's the new heavens and the new earth, we will have that same kind of relationship that Adam and Eve had with, with God. And when we think about our life here on earth and the time that we have, we should always be looking back to what it was like in Eden before there was sin and also looking forward to um, heaven and what it's going to be like in, Revel- in Revelation after it's all said and done in the new heavens and the new earth. Um, as a follower of Jesus, that, that day-to-day journey, I, I know personally, I, I don't know about you, Mon, but I, I know personally, like I got, some, I got some days where I'm just loving the Lord. And I'm mm-hmm. just living that, that life with, with Jesus and, and everything is great. And then I got some other days. Temptation is coming in on every side. I feel alone. I feel scared. I feel worthless. And what is happening is there's this battle between garden living and and the life without God, basically, like an, uh, an, a, a broken, fallen world living. And God is calling us back to the garden. He's calling us back to that beautiful time that he had with Adam and Eve because he loves us. And he wants us to have a deeper experience. Um, it's important that we we don't... <laughs> I have this problem. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you have this one, but I, I have this problem where I I do I, I throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully not literally. We'll both <laughs> go to jail, but because we're talking about figuratively mm-hmm. speaking before. Um, whenever I whenever I fall, even a little thing, whenever I sin, whenever I uh, fall to temptation, I just I just throw my hands up and be like, ah, oh, it's it's over. I can't do it. I, I'm I'm not good enough. Like God can't love me. And what happens is when you let a little bit of sin in your life and you let it go, it just it's like a nail that's being hammered into a piece of wood and it's splitting the wood. And the deeper the nail goes, the, the wood is splitting farther and farther and farther apart. And when a person falls, when a person falls, uh, succumbs to temptation, if they do not confess their sins the nail just gets driven deeper and deeper and deeper and we find ourselves separated from God more and more. And the biggest, one of the biggest deceptions that the devil causes us to believe is when we fail, we feel unworthy. When we, when we sin, we're not good enough and we just get driven into this quicksand of despair. God is telling us, if you confess, in 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess, uh, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God is calling us back to this garden living with Adam and Eve. And, and I, I'm encouraging all of our listeners, my, I'm encouraging myself and you as well, Mon, that if we, if we make a mistake... If we fall, to not fall into the trap to keep falling, but to say, Lord, I recognize my mistake. I recognize my fallen nature. I I recognize that I have sinned against you and you alone have I sinned against. Please forgive me. I confess my sins and please bring me back up out out of this life so I can go back to that garden living with you. Uh, it's, it's, but it's a journey because when you allow, when you fall to sin, you allow sin in your life in such a way that it actually prevents you from believing that God could love you. I think it's important to recognize that when you're experiencing that despair, that feeling that, you know, God couldn't love me, that is actually a temptation of the devil. That is the voice of the devil whispering to you that you're worthless, that God could never love someone like you. And so when you recognize that that's something the devil is trying to convince you of, it makes it easy to turn to God and say, do you know what? I want to hear what you have to say about this. Mm. And God is just, desperately trying to forgive us our sins. It's, it's, it's like it's what, it's what he died for. And so he, he can forgive us. Even though we look around and we see a fallen world, we see uh, leaves falling from the trees, we see animals killing other animals, we see, we see sin in the world, right? 
there's still beauty to be found. That's right. And even in all of that, because God's creation is so beautiful that even though it's marred with sin, even though there's some problems, even though there's some things that have fallen, it is still beautiful because it is still God's creation. In the same way, when you fall, when I fall, we look ourselves in the mirror and we go, oh, how filthy am I? How dirty am I? No, 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 no. Even though you have fallen, you're still God's creation. You're still beautiful. And he has a home waiting for you in heaven. It's absolutely true. And I, I love that analogy. I think it's um, in the opening words of that book, Steps to Christ by E.G. White, when she talks about, you know, even, you know, the roses, the, although they have thorns, you know, they're so beautiful and they have beautiful fragrance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we definitely need to look at our falling through God's eyes mm-hmm. and, uh, and not through devil's eyes. And remember, too, Jesus came to, to restore the goodness uh, that was taken away from the world. Jesus actually came back and died on the cross so that we could recognize and see that there is a victory in Jesus. And I know, and maybe some of the listeners can relate to me, you know, maybe you're feeling that there, there isn't hope, there isn't victory. And, and in and of yourself, you're correct. But stop looking at yourself. Look to Jesus. Mm, yeah. Look to Jesus and be saved. Look to Jesus and find victory. Look to Jesus and find that hope that is unspeakable. It, it's un, unknowable. It's, I, I don't know why. I don't know why Jesus would love someone like me. But he does. And he also loves someone like you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how marred you are with sin, you are still beautiful because you are were created in the image of God. And he has a plan for you. He has a plan to prosper you, not to harm you. He has, he has a plan to never leave you, to never forsake you, and to be with you through it all so that you can not only dwell with him now, but that you can dwell with him in heaven for eternity. Dear listener, I definitely believe that God sees you like this. Uh, we have had a question come through from a listener. It says, do I need to drop everything and go into full-time ministry to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And we'll be answering that question next uh, on Question of the Day with our guest presenter, Bake Pennant. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break. God hasn't let me go Cause I've let him go many times He keeps amazing me With how he's changing me I'm holding on this time And I keep on telling myself Don't dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Life means more than you would ever know Don't waste it now Let him anchor your soul Your soul Your soul Your soul I'm thankful God has I've let him go many times He keeps amazing me With how he's changing me I'm holding on this time And through the valley, through the deep When the ocean's crashing in I will trust, I will lean On the one who calms the sea So remind me Don't dig up what you've sold in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Your life means more than you would ever know
God can change my life. I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine year olds. What do you mean frog Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is Dare to be Different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 0411 You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
You are back with the Faith FM Breakfast Show team. Um, guest host, Blake Penland. We might have to get you back in on air a few times because people are enjoying your presence. Praise the Lord. Getting some feedback here, message through to me. Uh, we even have a question of the day coming out of your study. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a question that's been asked. Do I need to drop everything? And go into full-time ministry to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, yes and no. Okay. Yeah. Please so elaborate. if the Lord is calling you into full-time ministry, far be it from me to say no. But I will tell you that most people are not called into full-time ministry. And I think what this question is really saying, should I go and study and become a pastor? That, that, I, I, if I'm wrong in that, I apologize, but that's what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, some of you should, but all of us are called uh, into full-time ministry in the sense that everywhere we go, every place that we visit, every person we interact with is an opportunity for us as a vessel of the Holy Spirit to represent the kingdom of heaven. We, we really do need to have a kingdom mindset. And so uh, when, when you hear the words, uh, do I need to drop everything and go into full-time ministry to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Yes, 100%. Um, be a full-time, uh, a full-time minister uh, to people all throughout your life. But does that mean you have to stop being a plumber or stop being um, a pharmacist or a... Uh, an electrician president. or a president, you have to stop being president, whatever it may be. Um, you don't have to stop what you're doing to be in full-time ministry. Full-time ministry is waking up in the morning and saying, Jesus, use me to go and have a divine appointment. Do you know what divine appointments are? 
Explain it to those who don't. Okay, so divine appointments are praying that the Holy Spirit will lead you to interact with a person in your life or someone that you may not even know at all that will have a, uh, an impact for the kingdom of heaven. Praying that God lead me to have a conversation with someone, lead me to have an interaction with someone that will be life-changing from this day to eternity. And, and when we pray for divine appointments, you better, you know, st- strap up and hold on because you will have some amazing uh, interactions and conversations with people that you would have otherwise not had. And so when when the question is being asked, do I need to drop everything and go into full-time ministry? Yes, you should drop everything that is not essential and be in full-time ministry. But the, but the question here is saying, should we all be pastors? And, and that's not really necessary. In fact, um, I would say it's it's the opposite of necessary. If 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 we if everyone in the church uh, was was in full time ministry, we wouldn't need any pastors. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so everyone could just be lay ministers, and that would even be better. And and to be honest, as a pastor, I I tell my church this: I'm trying to work myself out of a job. I'm trying to get to a place where there's nothing left for me to do at at the church. And that's when the church has become full maturity, where they're preaching sermons, where they're praying for each other, they're doing Bible visits, they're doing pastoral visits, they're doing um, um, prayers for healing for people and anointing services. And so that my job as a pastor is really to empower others into full-time ministry. And, and really to, you know, I don't know, do you like your comfort zones? Yeah, who doesn't like comfort zones? <laughs> my, my job as a pastor is to push people outside of their comfort zone to say, hey, God is calling you into something more than what you're living right now, which can be a little bit tricky, a little bit scary sometimes, but that's what that's what a pastor should be doing is empowering the church family, the church body of Christ to go and make uh, a, a change and a difference for the kingdom of heaven. I actually have a photograph on my phone. Um, I visited a church in America one time, and on the back of the bulletin, it said, you know, it had a list of the, the positions that were held by church members, and on it, it had ministers, and next to it, it said every member. And underneath <laughs> it, it said assisting them, and then it had the name of the pastor. I love that. Yeah, that's exactly how it should be, right? Every person I might change. Should, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Jasmine, if you're listening to this, you need to change the bulletin right now. Jasmine does our bulletin, (laughs) so I'm going to talk to her and get that sorted. (laughs) Nice. That is our question of the day answered. Thank you so much, Pastor Blick Penland. Uh, Definitely a good one to remember that we all need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We all need to be in full-time ministry. That's one of the great um, things about having such a diverse church, full of diverse people with diverse talents, is that every single workplace that we're involved in can be the mission field that we're in. It is. If you're a plumber, work in your plumbing field. Absolutely. Whatever it is you do, take care of that area. Stay tuned. This is Kemi Ogindi. It's okay to grow. It's okay to grow. It's okay to scrape your knee on the pavement to rise and fall to try once more It's okay to grow To learn as you go Don't be afraid or ashamed of the days When you feel unsure There's much we don't know
for in him I grow. It is time for the giveaway. Get your fingers on that telephone. The number you want to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Today we have a special giveaway picked out by our guest host, Blake Penland. Blake, you love this book. I actually remember you promoting this book to me and me thinking, man, i got to read that. You definitely do. Tell us all about it. As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God by Nina Atkinson. This will ramp up. Will ramp up. Ramp up. (laughs) If you didn't get it, ramp up your daily devotional life. Uh, this this book is so amazing. I love it. I actually know Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just an absolutely brilliant author. She's got really cool examples uh, of how to just creatively just ramp up your daily devotional life. And, and I don't think she used the word ramp up once, but I am using it because I love this book and I really want to encourage people to read this because when your daily devotional life is right, your life is right. Amen. Boom. Uh-huh. Right there. Dropping bombs right there. It's Daily true. devotional bombs. But I, I just want to say quickly, I, I don't know how this whole thing works, but man, I am loving the music. Yeah, producer Jasmine's picking out some great tunes. Hey, producer Jasmine, you are awesome. Loving the music. It's absolutely beautiful. And I have to shout out, my wife was on, on here. Love my wife. Malvinas, I love you. <laughs> we just played one of her tunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much to you, Pastor Blake. Uh, Penland, for, ch- uh, for filling in this morning for Lawson, who is filling in for Lyle. You're filling in a lot of shoes this morning. If you would like to learn more about the Bible, uh, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is that number. Not only for the giveaway, but to learn more about the Bible, we can sign you up for Bible studies in a group setting, uh, in a one-on-one teacher-student setting. We can do it online if you like. We have many different um, uh, programs that you can do. We have a wonderful uh, study series written by Lyle himself called The Prophetic Code. Mm. Um, But many wonderful ways that you can study the Bible. Give us a call here, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news.